Morning tea, so I couldn't see the light there, actually. I'm sort of staring up into the distance, thinking, I've gone blind. It's unbelievable. I think this chair's got smaller this morning. I don't know why. Why can't it go? It's, it's this go. Oh, that's so much better. Do you know, I don't like to start complaining, because it makes me sound like a bit like a moaning, moaning misery. And I'm not the kind of person who complains. I'm not working in this heat. I'm really not. It's hard to lot in here today. Dreadful. We've got water, though. We're fairly happy. Anthony's back with you next week. Hopefully we'll get some sleep over this weekend. It'd be nice to get some sleep, wouldn't it? But it is boiling. I might have to hundred an extra button. It's so hot in here today. I'm not even sure I can cope with this. But uh, loads of stories in the papers. And John Warrington, back from America. All after the news, which is next. On FM, on... I agree. I agree. I agree. We are unanimous in that. <laughs> You're right. Ta-da. Ta-da. Have a lovely weekend. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going out for lunch today and tomorrow and the next day. Just non-stop eat. I've got to stop this eating malarkey. It's rubbish. It's fuel. It is. I know. I had porridge already and I could just eat. You know what I can eat now? Marmite on toast. Got a thing about marmite. Peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter as well. Thank you. Have a nice one. Bye. I could eat mar. Actually, I could eat peanut butter. I don't know why I'm telling you this. I could eat peanut butter on Ritz crackers, which I had yesterday. And it's actually it's, it's quite nice. You sit there and it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure. And I'm, I'm quite good at doing guilty pleasures now. And I have, in fact, I've got quite a number of things which make me feel quite guilty. And one of them is eating peanut butter, because it's the worst stuff that you can eat, because it's just so fattening. And you shouldn't, shouldn't really eat it. But, you know, I, I watch people eating things, and I think, why can't I eat that? You know, it's, it's like some people, they can, they can eat and eat and eat and eat. A friend of mine used to be married to this uh, Polish girl... Sorry, I'll just sign myself in very quick. Oh, I can't even spell my own name now. It's not very really good, is it? Uh, wait a minute, Steve. What's my name? Steve. Oh, no, that's right. And um, he, he was married to this Polish girl. She could eat anything, and she was wafer thin. She could eat Chinese food all night, a box of crisps, and she never put on an ounce. An ounce! And some people, Richard Hakeer, you know, who, who, who does the news for us in the morning, he's thick thin. And he goes, oh, I'm putting on weight, Steve. You're having a laugh. All these people who, who, who complain, oh, I'm putting on weight and this and that. I thought, you wait till you really put on weight. Because we all did it, didn't we? When, when we were younger, you say, right, uh, I, I'm very lucky I can eat anything I like and I don't, I, I don't put on any weight. And then you get to 25 and all of a sudden you balloon overnight, you look like a Zeppelin. And you go, whoa, where did that come from? You think, well, that's years of eating all the... I'm convinced that in, in the future we're going to have loads and loads of school children who are going to be clinically obese because they're for you. The trouble is, though... Everything that you like is bad. Sweeties are bad for you because they're sugar. And sweeties are making a comeback. There's a piece in the paper today that, uh, that says you're all eating flying saucers and um, those sherbet fountains and stuff like that. But they've been around for ages, all these sweets. We've always eaten them. When we were kids, it was, it was a bit of a treat. Nowadays, you can order them on the internet from a quarter of, or in Twickenham, we've got a little sweet shop, which sells exactly the same sweets as they sell on a quarter of. It's just a terribly expensive. Years ago, you went out and you bought, you know, a packet of licorice comforts, and it would be, you know, 30 pence. Now, £2.70. £2.70 for a little, and you think, that's nearly £3.00. The things that make me laugh is when you go back, and I've done it at Waterloo Station before now, you go back there in the morning, and and sometimes, especially for Christmas, they have sweets in the middle, and it's pick and mix, and you pick them up. But the trouble is, because they're all big, fat, heavy sweets, they cost a fortune. I saw a woman filling up a bag with her kids, and I'm looking at it thinking, you're in for such a shock. And she took it to me and he went, that's £11.20 for sweets. I mean, absolutely, chronically overpriced rubbish. You can make it yourself at home. Not all of them, admittedly. Not all of them, but uh, but most of them. 
Although, to be honest with Sorry? You can make... You can make at home, you can make Rice Krispie chocolate things, and you can't make licorice comforts, but, I mean, you could probably... And you can make coconut ice, and you can make truffles. I mean, you don't have to eat these other sweets. See, the trouble is you're going, Jess, by the... Oh, I want to go and eat licorice comfort. You know, and it's cola bottles. And you can't... You probably can't even make a Cadbury's cream egg, can you? Because it'd be very messy, the fondant, trying to get... <laughs> squ- oh, I don't know how you'd manage it. We never made, actually, Easter eggs at home, but we did get in, in, in an Easter egg once. Or it was in a bar of cooking chocolate, I think. It was um, a leaflet that said you can buy an Easter egg mould. And I often thought, how nice that must be. And I thought, what a pile of rubbish. Go out and buy them. Go out and buy Easter eggs, because it's, it's cheaper. Although, to be honest with you, it's the most expensive way of buying chocolate, because you're paying for all the wrapping and everything else. But we, as kids, we used, to, we used to get our Easter eggs. What we were celebrating, I've got no idea. Quite sure that the good Lord himself wasn't eating Easter eggs. It's supposed to symbolise, isn't it, sort of the birth and... It's, well, what's chocolate got to do with it? Absolute nothing. It's like I picked up a catalogue this morning. I was going gonna, gonna to let Jess have this. Might give it to Carl as well, actually. And it's uh, H. Samuels, the jewellers. And it's all their romantic Valentine's jewellery. It's rubbish. I've never seen anything. Who buys this? Who buys it? I mean, for example, there's one... Oh, you also... Each gift comes with a free Valentine's gift box. Whoopee! Because they've got here... Uh, this is marvellous. It's a um, silver cubic zirconia pendant and bracelet set. £49.99. So it's real solid silver and diamonds. And, and they've got a nine-carat gold, one-stroke-six-carat diamond heart pendant, 75 quid. And on some of them, you, you, you can actually pay in instalments to buy this stuff. There's a lovely... You, you can propose with this stunning bridal set and pay less than £60 a month. I mean, if you... I mean, I just don't know who buys this. I really don't... I mean, so it just looks... I don't know. Perhaps it's appealing to a different market. I mean, I have got a fake diamond ring. In fact, I've got quite a number of fake diamond rings because we went on the cruise and, uh, and the kids said, look, Uncle Steve, these are really nice. You'll like these. So I bought them. So I've got two of them. And they're not made to fit my fingers, but they're very shiny and they're very bright and they're probably cubic zirconia. And, uh, and they do look quite nice, but, but you'd never actually wear them anywhere. Oh, I don't know, you might do. So, uh, so I've got those. And that's nice. But it's, it's Valentine's Day coming up and you're all going to be out buying, you know, chocolates and uh, roses... And what else do people buy for Valentine's Day? Heart-shaped biscuits, that's right, with your name written on there. Heart-shaped chocolates, where you can have, you know, I love you because, kind of thing. And then you wake up in the morning, you suddenly look at them and you think, I don't know, I don't think you're worth £7.99. I'm terribly sorry, I really don't. I'm going to eat it myself. I'm going to actually eat the icing off it and then pretend it was for me anyway. And as always, come Valentine's Day, there will be the girl in this office, somewhere, it's happened in every office we've been to, who will have delivered the biggest bouquet. And she'll be the one sitting on desk. Oh, I can't believe She sent it to herself. And uh, I can't believe I've got this huge bouquet. And every girl in the office will be going, I wish you'd already die under the wheels of a train. Because they sit there, don't they, all smug with their, you know, I've been sent flowers. Send them to home. Because if I see another person sitting on the bus with a bunch of flowers, I'm liable to go a little bit round the barmy, I'm afraid. It, 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 we spend a fortune. And there'll be all these strange girls going around pubs, you know. Like to buy a rose? Not really, no, dear. It's, it's to help poor people. Well, give them the rose, then. You know, I'm not really interested in that kind of thing. They always wander around the pubs, and it's always around Valentine's Day. I, for one, don't, don't do anything with Valentine's Day. I did, buy a Christmas, I did buy a card the other day, and unfortunately I'm a bit stuck with it now because it's part of the Clinton's Japanese range, which I do like, and it lights up. 
and the, the sky twinkles. It's ever so pretty. It was £8.50. I know it seems a lot for a piece of cardboard, but it's, it's layered. and it's, if I, I'll, I'll bring it next week and show you, Jess. It's very nice. But it, it was £8.50, and of course you don't like to then go, oh, it's a lot of money, because it lights up, and if it lights up, I'm there. And I, I walked out of the shop with it. When I got it home, I sort of tested the lights out a few times just to sort of amuse myself, très amusément. And, and then I looked at the wording on it, and it said, to the one I love. So I'm kind of thinking now, I don't know who to give it to, because I don't want to waste it on somebody that might not, you know, put out, as it were. And it's £8.50. So, it's a, you know, I might just show it to somebody and go, what do you think of that? And if they go, oh, that's really not," then they might get it. But, I mean, apart from that, I'm not going to waste £8.50. I mean, for £8.50, you do expect them to go home with you, don't they? I mean, I, w- I would. I w- I, so I could what? Yeah, d- dear Steve, I love you to pieces. Love me. How about that? But it, it does say to the one I love, and it's just... I kind of think I might have wasted £8.50. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to get used. I mean, I can't think of anybody in the... Well, I've thought of one person in this building. But uh, it's you just... It's very difficult, isn't it? You don't, you don't want to buy something really soppy. And do you read the words in cards? I never read the words. You know, roses are red, violets are blue, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't do those. I just look at the picture. On the, if I like the picture on the front, that's it. It's like trying to buy a, a, a card if somebody's died... It's very difficult trying to buy an in-sympathy card because they've all got crosses on the front or sort of, you know, angels with tears rolling down their faces, you know. Whereas I want a picture of a happy clown, you know, ding-dong, the witch is dead, finally. But I never, I never quite get that. So I've, I've, I've got no idea. I'm useless when it comes to cards, but I've got loads at home. And then I decided the easiest thing to do is buy talking cards. So I went out and I bought loads. They're a fiver, which is cheaper than the Japanese one at £8.50. And what you can do is you can record your own message in there. And so you push a little button, you go, Hi, this is Steve, just like to wish you a very, very happy birthday. Have a great day. See you soon. And then you stop, and then when they open the card, it goes, And you think, it's rubbish, isn't it? I'll have to do it again. So you record it again, and then you think, I'll have a drink. And by the time you've got to the end of it, it's a garbled message. Have a great day. Have a super day. Love you to pieces. That's it. But I've got loads of those. I've got different ones. And I've got cards which sort of open up and um, and they've got rude messages in. I quite like sending the rude message ones, especially to people who aren't expecting it. You know, I think that's quite funny. Uh, I was just thinking, Jedward were on uh, television the other day. Very funny. And they were on This Morning. And I think it must have been Edward. They, they, they bring on a cake because it's Holly Willoughby's birthday coming up. So somebody had made this beautiful cake with her name on it. And Edward... Not the brightest penny in the box. Goes, we brought you on a cake. And to go, happy birthday. And then they forgot the words to happy birthday to you. And then, and then Edward at the end, and you think, I wish somebody had shut him up, goes, and it's got your name on the cake. I thought, well, what do you think? It's made for somebody else. And they've swapped the name around or something. But they did jump around. Ice, ice, baby. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They're working very hard. But I also have to question how old they are. Are we sure they're 18? I mean, they don't behave like... I mean, I don't know what an 18-year-old is supposed to behave like. I've got a producer who is so young, when I started work here, she wasn't even born. How embarrassing is that? But uh, today I can tell you that they're very, very busy, Jedward, because they've, they've, they've got a gig in Preston tonight, and then tomorrow they're flying off to Dublin. Every single day, this month and next month, they work them hard. I think on Tuesday they're doing Blue Peter. I'm not sure if it's confirmed yet. But they're, but they're really busy. So every day they work. And when every time you see all these groups on the television, be it JLS or whatever it is, just think, they're touring around, they have to turn up, do more interviews. Hello, love you, great, great, here's our single, enjoy. In the case of John and Edward, they've got to perform the blooming thing. 
and there's a lot of jumping around. I mean, obviously, quite enjoy the jumping around bit, but I, I, I begin to wonder what, oh, sorry, whether or not their uh, schooling might suffer. You don't know, do you, really? I mean, I'm not too up on those sort of things. Later on, we'll have the, uh, the horse racing, and uh, we shall uh, find out exactly how we did. I'm going to whiz through the papers very quickly in a moment. I know Anthony started doing the serious ones, because I, I tend to do, I'm terribly sorry, the tabloid stuff. I do apologise in advance for being down market. But uh, given the choice between being down market and up market, I can only do down market. I have to appeal to the lowest common denominator. So we will be talking about Jordan. We will be talking about uh, footballers having sexual relations. And we will be talking about a football manager leaving a brothel. Uh, and his wife said, that's OK, I don't mind. He wants to go there for a massage. Unfortunately, it has been closed down because it was a, a Thai brothel. And the man who owned the actual place where they were working said, I thought they were just offering Thai massage. They were. Anyway, quarter past five. These are the headlines. We'll find out later if any MPs will face criminal charges after the expenses scandal. Several cases have been examined by Met Police officers. London Underground says it intends to provide a good service across the network during strike action by maintenance workers later. And the England manager, Fabio Capello, is due to meet John Terry later after allegations emerged about the England captain's private life. Check on the state of the roads. Oh, I'll tell you a few things about Hugh Broom. Let me tell you. I might go to the newspapers. <laughs> well, I don't want to reveal it now. It'll be quite you know, dull reading. But put it this way, I'm seeing Max later. Okay. Okay. We fall asleep discussing <laughs> it. Uh, right. All get one way. So seven point three. Oh, it's what you've another bit of music at the end, like boom, boom. Never occurred, did it? Nice to be company. Welcome to Friday. <laughs> love Friday. Loving Friday. We love Funky Friday because Friday is the day when you can let yourself go. And not that I don't do that every day, but you, you just feel today it's because it's great because you've got the weekend. And once you get to the weekend, it doesn't really matter, does it? You can, you can do anything you like. If you want to stay in bed all day, you can. I can't. Steve says, what's a typical day in the life of Steve Allen once he leaves the studio? Um, today, uh, I can tell you I'm going from here. In fact, I can tell you over the next three days, give or take a few things. Today is uh, back to the doctor. Uh, so I can be wrapped on the knuckles because my diabetes has got worse. And so I'll have a chat with Janet. Uh, then it's back home for a little rest. And then it's back into town for lunch with a friend whose birthday it is. And then it's uh, back. I might go to the Barmy Arms tonight. I might. I haven't been for ages and ages. I haven't seen Alec and Hillary for ages. And I'm thinking maybe not. Now, tomorrow is rugby day in Twickenham or Witten. And it's the England-Wales game. So there'll be about 86,000 plus. And you know what the Welsh are like for drinking. There'll be a lot of drinking going on. And so uh, I'm out all day. Luckily, I'm going out with, uh, with a friend tomorrow. And uh, we're going out. We've got a whole day in London culminating with lunch. And then I shall get the train back at about five o'clock. So I miss all the rugby fans because they're in the stadium at five. It kicks off at five. So luckily, if I get back after that. Sunday, I'm in here because we've got Sean Williamson. Then after I finish that, I'm driving down to my brother's. Monday, then uh, we finish. And then it's uh, off to the podiatrist. And then shopping. Because <laughs> we like shopping, and that's, that's just as far as Monday. And in between that, it'll be endless rounds of phone calls and shopping and things like that. But that's, that's it for today, actually. It's quite exciting. Anthony Davis knows what he's doing most of the time. I love the idea he went into the posh fish and chip shop, and they go, it's all cooked to order. And you're right. You go to a fish and chip shop, and, and, you get, and the idea is you want it to be fast food. You want to go in, buy, buy the, the fish and chips, and come out again. You don't want to stand there waiting for the Because also, when it, when it comes out, it's boiling hot. You can't eat it anyway. It needs to cool down. I wish Danielle Lloyd had cooled down. Desperate to jump on the publicity bandwagon. 
model Danielle Lloyd, hasn't modelled for ages as far as I remember, told how she was barred from Tesco after staff mistook her designer tracksuit for pyjamas. This is a blatant lie, I'm afraid. If you read the story further down, she was not barred. Tesco have said staff remember her coming in but did not recall trying to stop her. So she wasn't barred at all. She's obviously decided because she wears these tracksuits... You know, a little bit. I'm afraid. Uh, Danny, who's engaged to Portsmouth player Jamie O'Hara, called staff at the Tesco Express in Thaden Boys in Essex too posh. Stupid girl. We'll go somewhere else then. Whinging. As indeed you are, Daniel Lloyd. We know what a whinge you are. I remember seeing you with Shilpachetti, love. Thank you very much indeed. You think we've forgotten that one? We haven't. But anyway, she's a leisure wear lover. She's going out wearing one of these naff tracksuits. You know, they're generally worn by the big fat birds, and they've got them pulled so far down you can see the top of the G-string. And you know how tough, how naff that is. With their bad Ugg boots and their huge arse. There was a couple the other day on the television. I felt really sorry for them. They went to Australia to try and make a new life. She was a policewoman, he was a fitness instructor. And they had, the two, well, they had three kids, two boys, and the fattest girl I've ever seen in my life. I mean, she was enormous. And she was the daughter, because I didn't know who she was to start with. And the trouble is, you know, if you're big and, and you're... I mean, she looked clinically obese, and she didn't want to be out there. She, she looked like one of life's miseries, you know, don't want to do nothing, we'll stay in bed. And, and she couldn't get excited over anything. And I thought, well, she's probably miserable because she's overweight. And she was wearing the tightest pair of jeans. And I'm thinking, if you are big and your bottom is the size of an iceberg, then wear things that sort of cover it. You know, you can get some really nice clothes. We don't want to see two people fighting in a sack of potatoes walking down the road. It's not an attractive look. And this girl wasn't very old, but anyway, she didn't like Australia because it was like... Nothing to do. I mean, she couldn't generate any interest if you if you pushed her off the edge of a cliff. And it reminded me that there's a picture in the paper today of uh, of one of the Spice Girls. It's uh, it's Jerry, Jerry Halliwell. Remember the one who walked out on the Spice Girls? And she's coming out of a restaurant, and she's got bear midriff. Now, normally speaking, I can cope with bear midriff. The trouble is, Jerry Halliwell is 37, and it just looks a bit naff. You know, you're 37, dress properly. You don't go out with bare midriffs. I don't care who you are. I just don't like to see it. I really don't like to see it. I don't think the people of Haiti want to see Alexandra Burke either, but the sun are flying her out there so that she can see the work that's going on. To be honest with you, I'd rather the sun gave another 50,000 quid as opposed to flying a celebrity out who the people of Haiti won't have the faintest idea who she is. She's just, so they're flying Alexandra Burke out and they go, this is the devastation. Show her some pictures. Don't waste time taking her out there. I always think this is such a waste. These people who've had their country decimated get sort of, you know, you know Hillary Clinton one minute. It's just a photo opportunity. I don't like it. I mean, pe- perhaps she can sing her song. When the ladies on the bed, on the bed, the broken heels. I was listening to that on the train the other day. It cheers me up every day, actually. I was sitting on the train listening to it, and I was sort of I was trying to read my paper. But at the same time, I wanted to, I wanted to jump up and start dancing to it just to see the effect it would have on on the carriage, because they did that. Do you remember they did that in? I think they've done it on YouTube, and it's where you get people who work in a supermarket, but they're all they're, they're pretend people, and all of a sudden one of them bursts into song, and then they join in, and it's really good. It cheers people up. Like watching, was it the O2 advert where they all danced at Liverpool Street Station or St Pancras? Was it T-Mobile? I mean, that was just so good. Where? Oh, I loved it. Didn't love the picture of the paper today. It's an old story, but the son have decided to regurgitate it. It's of um, a Siberian tiger park in Harbin in China, where you pay 
to feed the animals, depending on how much money you've got. So, for example, uh, if you want uh, a chicken and you throw it to the animals and you watch them ripping it apart, that's £3.50. One man paid £130 for a cow. And what they do is they bring the cow out. It's alive in a, in, in a truck. And they tip the truck up and they empty it out onto the ground. And the cow stands there. And then it notices the tigers. And then the tigers, bearing in mind you as the tourist, are sitting in a tour bus watching this. It's the tourist attraction of the day. And they then rip it to the ground kill it and start eating it in front of you. So this, this cow is thinking, well, we've, we've been for a nice ride in a truck, and now, oh, here we go, we're going to be tipped out. Oh, my God, what are they? Siberian tigers. And people sit on the tour buses watching animals eating animals. I know it goes on, I just don't kind of see it as a tourist attraction, but it's a years-old story, this one. They've been doing it for donkey's years. I don't know what, perhaps the sun had run out of stories today. But they've, uh, they've started putting it on there. They've also done an experiment today, and I'm always very keen to find out how long batteries last. There'll be a lot of ladies listening at the moment who will also be fairly keen to find out how long batteries last. And so they went out and they bought some Asda batteries, some Tesco batteries, some Aerocell batteries, some Sainsbury's batteries, and some Duracell batteries. And what they did was they plugged them into an item... Uh, in this case, I think it was a, a portable CD player, and they just left it running to see how long they lasted. So I can tell you that Morrison's do a four-pack of Morrison's Extra Long Life AA batteries, £1.89. How long did they last? Um, eight hours, 27 minutes continuous. OK, so just remember, eight hours, 27 minutes. Tesco... One ninety nine, so they're a bit more expensive, and uh, they lasted eight hours twenty minutes. So so far, Morrison's are doing quite well. One eighty nine, eight hours twenty seven minutes. Sainsbury's batteries, two pound fifty seven for long life batteries, the four of them, and they lasted seven hours twenty minutes. So to be honest, I wouldn't buy your batteries there. Lidl, eight pack, two pound thirty nine for an eight pack, and their batteries lasted. 8 hours, 50 minutes. So, so far, Lidl, 8, which makes the battery about 30 pence each. Sainsbury's, 64 pence each. Asda, a six-pack, £2. Currently on offer at two packs for three quid. So, price per battery, 33 pence. And they lasted 8 hours and 9 minutes. So, so far, Lidl, 8-pack AA Aerocell batteries, £2.39, 8 hours, 50 minutes. And now, Duracell! This is the battery with the copper cover top, which everybody knows about and uh, is very nice. Four-pack, AA Duracell Plus, £3.49. OK? Uh, battery price per battery, 87 pence. Lasted eight hours, 52 minutes. Now, to be honest with you, if Lidl, at £2.39, lasted eight hours, 50 minutes, and are only 30p a battery, and Duracell are at 87p and only lasted eight hours, 52 minutes, I know who gets my vote. I'm sorry, it's Lidl. Never thought we'd say that on this programme. God, blimey. But that, that's what it is. It's, you know, you think... And also, they sell a lot of Duracell batteries in all little shops because they give them such a generous markup, so people make a fortune. Because I just used to like Duracell. I never bought own brand stuff. Never did. Might start going to Lidl now to buy batteries, because we all get through tonnes of batteries, don't we? Tonnes and tonnes of batteries per year. And very soon they're going to insist 
that there are recycling bins for all these batteries, because you throw them away. I've lost track of how, how little time batteries last now. Just ridiculous. Uh, 84840. Steve, sadly, at nearly 38, says D. Years old. There are a lot of people who were born way after we started. I find it very depressing. Don't you find it depressing? I've been doing this job longer than Jess has been living. How depressing is that? She probably looks on me as like a, as like a grandfather figure. <laughs> but at least there's more of you listening, because obviously, as we all get older, and God knows that's the only thing you can guarantee in this day and age, more and more of you are tuning into LBC because you know it makes sense. It's one of those stations, once you start listening, you can't quite turn it off. You think, I oh, know, I'll give Steve Allen just another five minutes. And then you think, oh, here we are, another hour later, we're still with Steve Allen, and he's still being rude about people. I mean, why are we listening? Because it's entertaining, that's why. LBC 97.3 It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast Show. LBC 97.3 and the time this Friday morning, 5.30. Morning team, uh, there's an evicted woman. Not in this country, in Macedonia. She's a cleaner. Her name is Panda. That's her name. <laughs> because somebody gave her a couple of black eyes, I suppose. But anyway, so she's decided, because she's, uh, she's uh, been evicted from her flat, she'd live in the lift. Okay. So she lives in the lift in the block of flats. And uh, people at night don't bother using the lift. They let her sleep. So she's moved all her belongings in there. And uh, she's lived in this uh, in this lift for 14 months. You're joking. Seriously. Is she paying rates? For, no. Apparently officials there want her to move on. But the city laws do not prevent someone from going up and down in a lift all day. <laughs> so, I mean, I would have thought, actually, all they've got to do, she's got to go off to work. When she goes off to work, take the lift out of action. And lock the doors. Maybe it's she, as simple as that. Maybe she doesn't work. Maybe well, she's, no, she's a cleaner. Oh, she's a cleaner, is she? Yeah, cleaner panda has failed to find a flat. She said it's small but comfortable. Difficult when somebody uses a lift when I'm sleeping, but it's a good way of meeting new people. <laughs> well, well, what about, not, do you're in a block of flats. What about coffee and a cup of tea and things well, like that? I don't that? know. Because there's no plugs or in toilet. there. Or toilet. Or <laughs> toilet. Little actually, basics. Actually, most lifts in apartments no. smell a bit of wee-wee, don't they? Yes, but it's probably because of people who live there. Yes, they just I've sat next to people on the buses who smell a bit of wee-wee. Yes, I've had customers Have in you my had shop that? I know. smell a little wee-wee. And you think to yourself, because you don't want people to think it's you. Well, so I've had a sign made saying, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, because you see people come on the bus here, and you think, oh, no, I'm sitting whiffy. next to a wee person. Mm. You do get them. And some people can't help it, of course. Yeah, well, I'm like that. Some people I are just lazy. Exactly. I can't be bothered. They go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to be old enough to wear, to wear um, uh, incontinence pads. Well, you could wear them now. I could. I no know, one I would mind. I haven't seen any designs I like. There's not a lot of choice out there. <laughs> I'm sure some Prada will bring out one just for you. Incontinence pads. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm not Prada sure that you could physically let yourself go. If you're standing there... I don't think you could physically be holding a conversation with somebody and go to the toilet at the same time. Um, and yet, strange enough, when I used to wet the bed... Yes, as uh, we all did. When I, ...when I was a little boy, I knew I was wetting the bed because I was dreaming about going to the toilet. You never not dreamed about it. You dreamt that you went to the toilet. And it was only the action that your leg was getting a bit wet, or in my case, the ceiling, <laughs> that you uh, that you realised that you were, in fact, going to the toilet. He did have a bunk bed, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and he was on the top oh, bunk. Oh, absolutely. Don't ever think that we've got a little fountain going on did down here. Did you have here. a rubber sheet? Well, do you know, that was the embarrassing, embarrassing thing at school, because if you did have a slight bedwetting problem, which a lot of boys did because they were away from home and they were mm. nine and seven and eight and things like that, and Matron did come in with a rubber sheet, and, it, of course, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. Mm. Because what, what I used to do was, if it used to happen in the nights, 
you would sort of wake up think, oh, it's all wet, and you would sort of turn the sheet round so it was at the bottom of the bed so that you weren't actually lying in it. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Which you not reminded me, because making people feel a little bit queasy. Yes, first morning. thing in the morning, first thing you hear <laughs> as you switch on the radio is a wee conversation. I know, and they go, is this Steve Allen's excellent <laughs> show we've heard about on LBC? Talking about wetting the bed, but everybody did it, that, that was the thing. I was still doing it when I was 11. Well, yeah. Mm. It's a bit late, isn't it? Yeah, it was a bit late. How did people get... I, I, not everybody wet the bed, I do <clears> appreciate <throat> the fact, but a lot of people did. Yeah. How I, did we get out of it? Did we just stop? It just stopped, I suppose. I think we it comes beaten. with a bit of confidence, doesn't it? You just stop. A bit of confidence. A bit of something. Like I that. think it's called go to bed, go to the toilet before you go to bed. Yeah, or don't drink lots of water before you go yes. to bed. Yes, yes, that's true. <clears throat> but I remember going, we used to go to um, <clears throat> a country house. My school owned a big mansion in the country. Very rich school, ladies and gentlemen. Very rich school. Does the name Eaton mean anything <laughs> to you? <laughs> anyway, we went there, every form, every class, there were only three classes, went there for a only week. Only three? Three in the year. Oh, right. That's how, yeah. yeah. Okay. They used to interview a thousand boys and take 90. And there were 30 in each class, or 28. Anyway, that's neither here. But I always remember that the first year that we went, which was in our... It was the, really the first time I'd been away from home. Yeah. You know, with, with, uh, leaving my mum and dad and everything. And I remember going... But it wasn't the fact that I was going to leave my mum and dad. It was the fact that, oh, my God, supposing I wet the bed when I'm there. That never crossed my mind. Uh, but, it, you know, and I'm with 28 other boys. Yeah. They would, what would they say to me, you know, if I woke up in the well, morning? They're all bed doing it more, too. Well, well, I hope they were. Well, we did have bunk beds in one of the rooms. I didn't feel really? any dripping in the night. I used to cover the bed up and hope that nobody had noticed. <laughs> but people do, because it's a big wet pad. When they came to change the sheets, they go, Stephen. <laughs> You've been you, at it again. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I spilled so some water. I spilled some water. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It really, really is. Yeah. I never wet the bed in, on my holiday. No, I, I, I had a friend who did wet the bed. Every time he went away, he didn't stay at home. He wet the bed. Oh, right. It was a nervous thing. Yes, it's a nervous, yeah. I mean, I've known Very people good. that have been extremely drunk and have wet the bed in hotels. Oh, really? And, and didn't know what to do with themselves, you know. Like, oh, well, I wouldn't care do in the morning. in a hotel. Well, you would, because it's like mattresses are wet, and you're checking care. out that morning. I wouldn't and care. The maids come. I'd have, I'd have a hairdryer on the bed. <laughs> what, for two hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, of course, they, then they actually changed it in hotels, and they put in hair dryers which were fixed to the wall. Mm. Whereas before, I wanted the hair dryer on the cable so you could sort of, you know, if you could dry it off. You well, can still get them on cables. Take your own hair dryer. Not that you need a hair dryer. I've got something for you. Jess. I do sometimes. Actually, Jess, this is what Steve asked me to bring him back. Right. Because I remember is it, I is said, it money? No, it's not money. <laughs> oh, but do you remember I said to, he said I, you said where are you going on holiday? I said the Isle of Wight, and he said bring me back one of those things with sand in yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I bought one back for Jess. Oh right. But it's from Cabos. It's the sand from the beach where I saw the whales. Oh right. You didn't get one. Oh. And they, and they bottle sand? Yeah. It's the only place I saw them. It was wonderful. It's Ooh, my favourite Decisions place. where you're going to put that at home. <laughs> <laughs> Hang it on the tree. Apparently, li little batteries are very good. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly are. Apparently, Barbara says, Eden Council has been recycling for years batteries, along with plastic drink cartons, food waste, cooking oil, and the usual stuff. Yeah, I, th I think I've put batteries in my recycling bin. They huh? leave them there. Oh. Because some things they won't take. Yeah. Uh. And they leave them... They're very clever batteries, aren't they? I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I know that the little batteries are very good because they last, you know, for the price, they're fantastic yes. value. Fantastic value. Whereas 
um, Duracell are terribly expensive as batteries go. They just look good, though. We're used to them. What, the, the pretty colours? Yeah, the gold we, and the we, black? Yeah, we are used to. I bought mine from the pound shop last Did time. Did you? I bought loads. I bought a big box. Are they any good, though? They're great, yeah. yeah. They'll break my mouse and my keyboard and yeah. all my remote controls. You need a whole set of batteries. Yes, it's true, actually. <clears throat> just for the remote controls and all the different gadgets you've got. I did get you a little something. Oh. I've got you two things. Oh. Too excited. Are you too... <laughs> God, That's the go. first thing. I oh. thought that was very you. Yeah. This is what they give away in the streets in Las Vegas. Oh, dear. And it drives you absolutely insane because the strip is lined with these guys and this is what they do. And then thrust one in your face. And what they are, there are cards and it's... Girls to your to your room in twenty minutes. Prostitutes. Prostitutes, and that's what you get in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, and they are in everywhere, and they drive you mad. And they give them, you see, a mum pushing a pram with a young child in it with her husband, and they're thrusting them into their faces, into their pockets. It's as if they're on a commission to get rid of these things. You'll be thrilled to know, ladies and gentlemen, you can get uh, <coughs> Kira and Casey ninety nine dollars two girls special, <laughs> uh, or failing that, you can go Tammy. Dream Girl, she looks like she's asleep here, uh, for $35 special, wearing somebody else's boobs, by the look of it, as well. You can have or Bridget, cows, which is, she's $150. How many of these cards have you collected? Oh, you get hundreds of them. I, I feel oh, really? my half my suitcase was full of them. I might redecorate I'm surprised them. you didn't get back to Heathrow, and they thought, I'm sorry, are you a pimp? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, $150, no hidden fees. I think at $150, I'd wish they were hidden. It's outrageous, isn't it? It's and look, they take all the credit cards. I, well, you know, they actually describe, changing the subject in the paper today, Tess Daly as a former model. The one who's married to Vernon Kane. Oh, I yes. I don't remember her being a, fo- a former model for what? No. Really? What was mm. she modelling? I know he was. Catalogue modelling. Oh, she's, she, she's a fuller figure girl, isn't she? She's a lardy, OK. And, she's not lardy. Uh, well, she's full of figure. She's full of figure. She's not attractive enough to be a model. Oh, I she's quite attractive. So. She's not. Yeah. She's, Unless she's... it's sort of catalogue work for sort of, you know, Tonka toys or something <laughs> like that. You know. But it could be catalogue Bob the Builder. <laughs> Lulu did catalogue work for years. Yes, she did. Freeman's. Freeman's. <laughs> Funny how we all that. remember that one. Anyway, that's your gift. Oh, lovely. I'm thrilled. And I've left all the girls' tickets in there because it'd be very handy little bookmarks. Yeah. That's your very small gift that I've picked up and found and I thought, you will like that because you're a little bit obsessed by it. Yes. Oh, lovely. It's about the Titanic. It is. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm big on the Titanic. I shall read that today, actually. Oh, it's, it says, autographed copy. It is, actually. It is signed. There, it was an exhibition that was on in, yeah. in Vegas uh, at the Luxor oh, yeah. Hotel, and it was about the Titanic. And, they, and I went and looked at the exhibition. It was very nice. And then when I came out, there was a shop, and they had... In fact, I nearly got you instead of that. These girls' cards are all over I the know, place, I'm sorry, John. I couldn't... There's get, hundreds of them. Every time I broke my suitcase, they were... <laughs> Falling out. I think a couple dropped in the car this morning. Ashlyn is $125. (laughs) She wasn't on the Titanic. (laughs) There's a joke. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Get into trouble. Anyway, that's lovely. That's really super. I I shall shall read that. I shall have great fun with that. There's wonderful facts in there. And it's got descriptions of what the people did and where they were on the ship and and everything. And it's very good. But I'll tell you what they had, which was really nice. They had copies of the crockery that was on the ship. Oh, right. And they had all the plates and the cups and everything. And you could buy, you could buy it. Oh, it was lovely. Really, really. You love those, don't you? I'm going to leave them for Nick Ferrari. <laughs> yes, dude. You watch. For he, Nick. He, he won't say anything, but he'll take them home. <laughs> <laughs>
He will. It'll be looking. He'll, he'll stick them on boards. You know what people? I've, I've got. I've had a board years ago. It was in the kitchen. It was like not a dry white board, but a, a pin board. Cork, cork board. Cork board. That's mm. it. And you can buy them very cheaply, <clears throat> and you put all sorts of things on there. And then I used to put all my photos on there, and I, I thought. That. I'm going to make a collage. So I sat down one day and made a, this big, this huge collage. And this is the, this is what the person wanted to know who, who spoke earlier and said, what is it a perfect day in Steve yes. Allen's world? He makes a collage. I did a collage. I did it once, okay? I did it once. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> I did that. You know, when I first <laughs> lived on my own, about uh, six years ago, I, I've got one of those cork boards in my kitchen, and I put lots of photographs of friends and yeah. people and stuff on the board. And it was kind of like, so I didn't feel lonely. They're still up there. Really? I've never so felt lonely. you didn't lonely. feel lonely? I didn't feel lonely. Well, I thought I might feel lonely, living on, suddenly living on my own, having never lived yeah. on my own. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, it's Do like a revolving door, my front door. <laughs> it is. It's just fantastic. <laughs> That's just for Louise and That's Bridget. That's just, exactly. And, <laughs> and all the other ones at $125, or the two girl for 99 I just say, <laughs> the two girl for 99 seem very good value, and the other very one was 120 good. Yes, you get two for the what price do they of do? one. Do they, do they talk to you and come round and cook? I don't think so. I'd get them cleaning, to be honest with you. I'd say, listen, you don't want to mess around for that other stuff. Get the hoover out, girls, and here we go. Anyway, we'll never have them up to my suite in the Bellagio. No, no way. No. Did that. you bring photos? Oh, I've got photographs. I'm going to get them all done. I've got, I've got to just put them onto my computer, because I've not right. time to do that yet, because I've been busy. But I Is will... It? Doing what? I've been busy. I was at work. Oh, it's ridiculous, And I've had honestly. terrible jet lag. I've been... I went to bed last night at ten, woke up at five to twelve. Then well, you went home. <laughs> no, <I> home. Yes. <laughs> there was a woman in this country at the moment. She's coming over here. She's um, she's a doctor. I think she she's one of these sort of professor types of people. But but if if you put the word doctor in front, it makes them sound more intelligent. Mm. And she's here to investigate alien life. Right. Because there's lots of people who want to believe. There's little green men going nanu nanu. And um, floating around and going home, phone home. Wasn't that Robbie Williams? Didn't he do that? He did do that, yes. Perhaps that's the dem- that's why there's the demise at EMI. Yeah. There's a London conference on the work of the search for the extraterrestrial intelligence. Really? And you can imagine what sort of an audience it will attract. I mean, it's very nice to think that there is something else out there. But uh, sadly, I fear not. I you know, I think we'll all be dead and buried before they find anything. I can't believe that we're the only ones, though. Well, Why we are, would John? We, we are. There's nobody else. No. No, I know there's not. I bet on some galaxy far, far away, there are also Louises and Bridgets and, and which are available for... And they're going, they're going to have a conference today. <laughs> and it's going to be about intelligent life on other planets. And there we go. Don't be so ridiculous. There won't be an intelligent life. They'll turn on the Jeremy Kyle show and go, I told you, no intelligent life. I hope that there is somewhere like Pandora from Avatar. That is such a sensation. I never wanted film. to see this film. They look a bit peculiar. They look like they've uh, been Botoxed. You'll love them. No, oh, I don't it's like wonderful. the look of them. They frighten me. It's wonderful. They're Three hours of sheer bliss. Three hours? Three hours. I'm far too busy. I'm still doing collages. <laughs> you can I'm do enough, collage while you're watching time. it. But you can't because you have to watch it with your 3D glasses. <laughs> the 3D is so good. Really? I did have a terrible headache, though, for the next two days well, after you seeing do. it. It was so intense, like the IMAX. It. You'll like it, but don't get it on DVD. You'll have to make an effort and no. go to the pictures. won't work on DVD. I'm not... Of course it will. It won't. It well, won't I'm be certainly good. not going to be sitting at a cinema with a lot of the great unwashed. <laughs> we'll just, I'm not doing it. I don't well, you should do what says. you do very well. Just rent, buy all the seats and go and see it or have a private showing. I could have a private showing. Perhaps James Cameron will give you a private showing. He's the director of the film, Yes, the he is. He's in the paper today. Is His it? wife talking about him. Uh, Noreen says, what is it about you and weeing that reduces me to hysterics? <laughs> I've woken Brian up, howling at you two and weeing at school. First the choir boy, now that... Because I did have the problem, as you all know, but I did wet myself in church. Did you? Yeah. Did you make a big wet patch on the floor? Oh, I did, I did. 
This programme should be sponsored by we. It, it should be sponsored by somebody, <laughs> perhaps some, some cloths or something. Uh, 13 minutes to six. These are the uh, news headlines. Six MPs and peers, lords who've had their expenses claims investigated by the Met Police, will find out if they face criminal charges later. The CPS is announcing its verdict on six cases. Ten American Christians have been charged with child kidnapping in Haiti. They're accused of trying to take 33 children out of the country illegally last month. And 750 maintenance workers on the tube are staging the first of a series of 24-hour strikes this morning in a row over rosters and outsourcing of work. With the travel... It's Hugh Broom 3. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to 6 is uh, the time. So, yes, I mean, just very briefly, this, I, I was in church. I was, I was a chorister. Mm. And it was when I was at my, my little school. And I wanted to go to the toilet. And I was bursting. It was a particularly long, tedious service. It was one of these. We weren't, we weren't high church. We were sort of middle church. We had, had the TDM and all the rest of it. And I'd said to the, um, to the boy next to me, I said, I want to go to the toilet. Desperate for a wee. And as you know, all the... Um, <laughs> The, uh, the sort of the, the tiling on the floor is mm. quite bright and shiny yeah. going up to the actual altar and we're sort of in the choir <coughs> stall so you've got us boys at the front there were probably uh, eight of us and then some older men behind us and so I said to at this point I want to go to the toilet burst it to go to the toilet and I, and I forget we were singing something I think it must have been the TDM it could have been something else and so he then turned around to say to one of the, uh, the guys he said Stephen wants to go to the toilet <laughs> and so he's <laughs> got to go to the toilet now. It's got a stage whisper. Stage whisper, you know, I'm sure the whole congregation heard it. <laughs> so anyway, so he went, I really want to go to the toilet. Of course, we'd never done it before. What, go to the toilet? Well, I, I didn't know how you, how you left the church. So anyway, he came from behind the choir stall, mm-hmm. but by that time, unfortunately, I'd started going. A little accident. We'd had a little accident <laughs> happening, you know, at the age of nine, you don't, you don't have much control. And what were we wearing? Well, I was wearing some nice trousers with my cassock and surplus, mm. short trousers. So, you know, the, the, oh. the, the look of wee down your leg isn't the most attractive. <laughs> no. But anyway, so he actually comes from behind the choir stool, bows to the altar, and then <laughs> takes me forward. And as we walk down, <laughs> I turn round and look, and there's a little puddle Aww. where I'd been standing. I think that's rather sad. <laughs> Terribly sad. I'd wanted, if I'd have said, I'd have wanted to go give you a little hug. You can so. still go back to the church now, and there's still that <laughs> tile, which is a different colour to the other tiles. It's slightly cleaner. Slightly cleaner. Bleached. Because Stephen has <laughs> weed on it. I mean, the worst, the worst thing was, we get all the way to the end of the church, and we get to the vestry, and, and he said, the toilet's just around there. I said, I've been. <laughs> 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 I've been. I was a bit of a waste of time. But of course, you can't then go back because I'd have to go and stand over my own puddle. So I just stayed in the vestry. <laughs> you could have taken some tissue. Oh, I could have soaked it up. Oh, it was oh. awful. Should we not Terrible. talk about we anymore? No, let's not talk about. It. So they're, they're bringing spam back. Apparently, I thought. Don't can't you have spam? Yes, you, can't you? I don't know why. Why are they bringing it back? Oh, they're, they're they bringing go? it back because due to shortages, the army menu for the next six weeks is spam, mm. spam fritters, spam carbonara, spam stroganoff, spam stir fry, spam sweet and sour. And of course, there was the famous song, spam, 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 yeah. spam. Monty Python was that's it? right, Monty yeah. Python. But in fact, we used to love spam. Spam with an egg on top is delicious. Spam fritters, but of course, it's Ooh. really fatty. I know it is. Yeah, it's, it's, t- bad. it's like it's 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 really not good for you. That's why it's called spam. Uh, but I used to love it. As kids, we loved it. It's it like, came in a tin, and you yes. undid the tin, and you cut it. Well, it's like corned beef, isn't it? Corned beef is just full of fat. Oh, it's lovely, though. Oh, it is lovely. Corned beef hash. Oh, corned oh. beef is oh. good. Just corned beef oh, die with Branston pickle yeah. and a oh. sandwich with a bit of tomato. Gorgeous. Oh, I can right. eat that now. 
Well, nothing to eat well, here I've, this morning. I've got nothing to eat here it's this very morning. very dull in I know, here. I'm terribly sorry. I'm not, <clears> not um, coming here again. I know, I'm not. I'm not my usual self. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, I'd have baked something. If I'd known you were coming, I'd have baked <laughs> a, a nice cake. cake. I'd have yeah. done a cake. <laughs> 84850, uk. We take all your, um, your texts and emails. Uh, I would advise very strongly buying rechargeable batteries, says Connie. No, they never worked for me, rechargeable. I bought all the things that said recharge normal batteries, recharge... Uh, to be honest with you, they never hold the charge properly. Never no, hold the charge I've properly. I've got those phones, you know, those phones that you can walk around the house in, and they've got rechargeable batteries in. Yeah. They're quite hard to find rechargeable batteries yes. in, in the end. I've got a machine somewhere which charges normal batteries. Yes, I've but got to one be honest too. with you, I've just buy a new bothered. battery. I can't buy new bothered. batteries. All that I've actually got about. one which I've I found in a shop <laughs> once, and it's a little battery thing. You put four batteries in, and it's got a little solar panel on it, so it right. charges them up via solar. <laughs> in a year. Yeah. In a year. Not today, it won't. Have you Not been out there? Nothing. Miserable. I've got From... solar. Well, you know, we've got solar lights. Oh, they're fab. The new, the coloured ones are fantastic. I love my white ones. They're all in my trees still, and they come on. But I turn them off. I've got the ones, the same colour bulb that goes, <clears throat> starts off green, red, blue. The same bulb, green, red, but really good. Very clever. Very good. Very and clever. Um, Steve, I remember having to top and tail with my brother who wet the bed. My mum used to say, "Which end of the bed do you want?" I said, "Can I have the shallow end?" <laughs> That's Love very good. It. Actually, Thank you very we much like indeed. that. We like that. <laughs> um, don't you see, a lot of people, out of my five sons, three wet, wet the bed until they were in their early teens. Yes, you see, I'm not the only one. Yeah. I was almost a teenager. Yeah. It is, yeah, it, it, it is amazing. Ben says spam, wonderful stuff. I hate the stuff. I loved it, actually. Mm. I loved spam. It was spam fritters. A spam, I mean, when you think <clears> about it, I mean, they were just... I was telling my, uh, my bank manager a short while ago, I went, I was in Kingston shopping, and it was on a Sunday, and as I came back, I passed a kebab shop. Now, of course, I mean, kebabs and me are just a no-no area, because the donna kebabs are dripping in fat. Ugh. It's just, just, you know, you've only got to sort of leave it overnight to see how congealed it goes. And I bought the thing, well, by the time, and I'd started eating it going back to the car, by the time I got halfway to the car, I thought, I'm going to keel over here with this. All I thought was, I'm just lining my stomach with, I might as well just pour oil into my stomach, yes. or fat. Well, olive oil, that'd probably do you good. Yeah. But not fat. Not fat Very fat. It's bad for you. Oh, it's terribly bad for you. Well, why do people eat them, then? Because they're greedy, and it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, if you get a piece of steak, like a T-bone or, or, or a porterhouse... I like sirloin now. Do you, uh, no, see, I don't like sirloin. Well, I didn't until the second time I went down to the Italian restaurant in Epping. Mm. And, and I had sirloin steak, and then Sharon had it this time with me as well. And they do it in a green peppercorn sauce. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, if it's cooked nicely, oh, lovely. it was lovely. See, I like my my steak medium to rare. So I, like I know well you done. like it well done. Whereas cremated, the, there's one there's one piece of steak. I think it's a porterhouse, and it's oh, part lovely. fillet, part sirloin yeah. on the bone. See the whole thing. That's delicious. Yeah, absolutely delicious. But I like fillet, cooked medium to rare. Yeah, just in butter and a little bit of black pepper. I had steak last night actually, Did peppered you? steak, but I cut it into strips. Yes, I mean, you Did cut it with everything sprouts. <laughs> I bet that was lovely. Was delicious. <laughs> did it with Brussels sprouts and I had some, some crispy roast potatoes. And did you have a wee after or before? <laughs> During. During. <laughs> I have been noticed. It doesn't matter anyway. Let's move on to something else. Uh, other stories in the uh, the paper today. Uh, they've got some... Um, oh, who are the luckiest people when it comes to the lottery? And I mention the lottery because tonight... And don't bother buying a ticket because I've got the winning numbers, OK? I've seen the medium. <laughs> and it's £85 million. Pounds. Oh, that's beautiful. Especially, can now, you imagine? I know exactly what I'd do with that. Because while I was away, oh, I I've went spent to it in my sleep. Santa Monica and Newport Beach. Now, I've been to Santa Monica before. And Santa yeah. Monica is probably the most gorgeous place you could ever want to live. 
But... Is it? Oh, yes. As, We've been to Brentwood. <laughs> once. <laughs> for half a minute. But... I'm New- surprised more people are listening to this programme. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> New- Newport, Newport Beach, which is Ori- Orange County. Did you ever see that programme on something called o- The O.C.? Everyone was oh, fabulous. Yes, yeah, yes, lovely programme. Yes, vaguely. Well, that's where Newport Beach was. And I, I was staying in this hotel and we arrived late at nine. It didn't matter. I didn't see it. So the next morning I said, I must see what Newport Beach is like because it's yeah. supposed to be really, really upmarket. So we drive down four blocks. <laughs> I should have walked, really. Four blocks down to the, 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 the ocean thing. Oh, have you ever seen a film called Pleasantville? No. Yes, you have. Well, you just, just, you just said to me, have you seen a film called Pleasantville? I go, no, and you go, it's you have. Very famous film. Starts half it's in black and white, and then as these people move into this new area, it goes into colour. It's a fab film. You should watch that film, you'd like that. Well, a minute ago, you told me I'd seen it. <laughs> oh, I think you have, <laughs> I don't night. think you remember. Yeah. You don't remember much these days. <laughs> except I'm of that age. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Newport Beach, everyone says good morning to you. Complete stranger in town. Oh, Everyone. They like that in Austria. It's amazing. Beautiful houses. All different. All in little streets called Gillespie Road and this road running right down to the sea. Oh. All of them on the waterfront with their own boats. It's perfection. Oh, that's nice. Like you've never seen it before. And we went to a diner. We went to it for brekkie about mm. 10 o'clock in the morning. Sunday morning this was, before we drove to Vegas. And the, the, the diner, you walked in there, everyone was gorgeous. Everyone was beautiful. All the college kids behind the counter, the boys and the girls, look, they just stepped out of a film. All the customers were stunning. Everyone was beautifully well-mannered. And it was spotlessly clean. And it was just paradise. And you just thought, I want to live here. Is there going to be an axe murderer coming out in a minute or something? No, no murders. They don't even know how to spell the word murder. Well, there you go. Dale says that story about the uh, the church when you were nine had me in hysterics. <laughs> He's going to reenact it. It would be so sad if it wasn't true. <laughs> anyway, I forgot to tell you, actually. We've got to take a short break. Oh, we're way over for the breaks. Oh, no, we're not. Um, who are the luckiest people to land a big lotto win? What, the luckiest people in the UK? Yes. Or is it by location? No, luckiest people. What, what profession? I'm hoping they were going to say radio presenters. Doctors. No. Builders. Yeah, builders. Builders? Builders. Why? It just says they've scooped the most prizes worth 50,000 or more. That's because they've got rid, get The last that family cash. who won 26.1 million, they were builders. Why couldn't it say radio presenters? Completely ruined my day, I'm afraid. Anyway, we'll take a, a short break and, uh, and then we'll take some more of your texts and emails. More from the papers, more from John Warrington on LBC. I was on a training course at another store. I came down. Morning, team. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. If you're a new listener, you're even more welcome. I'm so sorry. It's not normally like this every day. Some days we're actually quite sensible. Other days we're completely off our trolleys, and today could be one of those days. But uh, we'll take some more of your texts and emails the other side of the news, and we go through the papers. Apparently, Jordan and Alex want to adopt a Haiti baby. I don't go anywhere near those those ten American Christians, because uh, as they were caught smuggling children out of the country, they've now been charged with child kidnapping. I wouldn't mind, but most of these children had parents. They weren't orphans at all, and that's what makes it so horrendous. News is next. Morning, team. It's Friday morning. Woohoo, woohoo. And the reason that builders, ladies and gentlemen, uh, do better on the lottery... Uh, according to the man who does the lottery, is uh, they buy a lot more lotto tickets. Yes. You know why? Because, Dale, they've got more disposable cash. Cash. They've it's got cash. cash. Uh, do, do, it does make me laugh when you see someone... I mean, I, I, It'll make me laugh if I get a thing tomorrow morning going, congratulations, you've won <laughs> 85 million. 
I think it would probably kill me, actually, the shock. <laughs> it would kill you. It would kill... No, you would... How hot? Can you imagine? You have a heart attack just as you're clutching the ticket. It's happened before. Yes, I know, but not to you. No. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm actually prepared for it now. I've, what, the... I've geared myself... Well, I've, I promised Dale that, that, that he could have um, uh, a Rolls-Royce Phantom. He's already got one, hasn't he? No, he hasn't got a Rolls-Royce Phantom. But then, and then I said, you can either have the Rolls-Royce Phantom if I win, or failing that, you can have the money. I think he's opting for the money. I think I'd rather. I have think the I'd money. rather have the money. You don't really too. want a, fa- a Rolls Royce Phantom. No, got no Impossible to park. Impossible to park in yes. London. Yes. Mind you, when you buy your ten bedroom, twelve bathroom, four swimming pool mansion in Surrey, you'll have plenty of place to park. No, in. you see, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't live in. I, I wouldn't have a mansion out of town. I'd make sure that I was on a, a gated estate or something like that. For the simple reason, you'd want security. You wouldn't want. No. To risk but people knowing that you had a load of money. If you had 84 million, mm. well, first of all, you could buy me my little bijou residence. 85 in million. Sorry, 85, yeah. okay. And 86 by the time you got the cheque because <laughs> of the interest. You could buy me my little bijou residence, two up, two down, with a with a boat dock in Newport Beach. Yeah. That wouldn't cost you anything. How, how much is that? You wouldn't notice. I should think you could probably get that for about $700,000. Oh, oh, right. So that's quite cheap. Isn't yeah, it? it's quite reasonable. Yeah. Not, I don't want a great big place. Uh, it's only men. Yes, yes, that's true, yes. I'd have to have a slightly bigger place. Well, you would, because you've got so many yeah. friends, and you'd have to have somewhere to store all the money. But I did find a house, and I did decide that if I won 85 million, I was going to buy it, and it's a house called Gordon House, oh, yes. and it's in Richmond, and it's come on the market at £25 million. Until I read something the other day, which said that the bloke who uh, has it apparently only paid £13 million for it. And I thought, oh... I think that's too much of a markup. Paid thirteen million. It's on the market for but twenty-five. It depends when he bought it for thirteen million. Not that long ago. Oh well, then he's trying to make a fast buck, yeah. isn't he? And you Quite can't do that. Twelve million for a fast buck. Yeah, to double. Yes, he's doubling. He's so I thought no, it's not worth that. So I've now decided to buy something else. <clears throat> well, I think you could buy a very <coughs> nice kind of uh, inner London mansion. Yes, there's some beautiful mansions in and around the city. Isn't yes, there, that are not too far away. Oh, that. <laughs> He's, he's changed his mind over the money. He want, doesn't want the he money. He says, I do want a phantom. <laughs> he said, but I would keep the two Bentleys. Can <laughs> <laughs> he drive one at a time? No, I help. thought we'd already agreed he didn't want the phantom, but he just wanted the money. He just wants to sit in the back with the do windows, nice. doesn't he? They do look nice. They I don't lovely. care what anybody says. They do look nice. And you can get some nice ones. There's a company down in Essex called P&J Wood. Mm. I think it's P&J Wood. They customise them, do they? Well, no. Well, I, you, I suppose you can have them customised. Of course you have anything you like. Yeah. If they're going to, if you're going to have it made they do have water. them starting from about £120,000. Well, that's nothing with your £85 million. Well, he said, he said, with £85 million, and I'm hoping I'd get a discount. Well, I think cash. if you bought two... Yeah. In fact, you could get... Dale could have a second one, couldn't he? You know, for Tuesdays and Fridays. Yes, yes, he could. He could live in it. <laughs> he could. Well, I don't think I, he wants to I, do that. I, I think with £85 million, I'd, I'd definitely be having a driver. You I'd do? Definitely, oh, absolutely. Definitely having a driver, and I'd definitely be... Sorry? Uh, no, no, no cups. No, cups. no, no cups. No cups to take. <laughs> 84850 uk. It's not my day, is it? Not say, really. It? I wonder you're poorly. <laughs> Mr. Cleaner, everybody, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and, uh, so <laughs> Alexandra Burke obviously feels it necessary to jaunt off to Haiti in her new role as a humanitarian charity campaigner. Says South London boy. He says, whereas there is death, destruction and misery, people are very emotional and cry a lot to get through the day. And uh, is this the same Miss Burke who cried non-stop after winning a talent show? Another celeb helping Haiti is all we need or believe. 
We just need to send it. them lots of money. And yes, if you win just that send lottery them money. tonight, you will send them a, pri- a private donation, anonymous. Yes. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm, I'm not the sort of person who does charity and then tells people about it. No, you don't. You never, I don't, I don't not do necessary. that. Not necessary, I'm afraid. I don't do that They were collecting all. everywhere when I was away, in America. Everywhere. Yeah. Every hotel had a, had a, uh, a bin and aeroplanes and ships and everything. They were just collecting money. It was all about, you know what we can do for Haiti. Noreen says, hope John enjoyed Vegas. First time we went, we stayed at the same hotel as you, the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when, she said, we went to Hilton in 1989, the MGN Grand in 2000. I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember the year I went. Well, you went, you stayed at the Hilton. We stayed at the Hilton, yes. Which is where Donnie and Maria are on. Oh, are they? That's, that's where that's, Elvis was on. Yeah, that's directly opposite. Yeah, yeah, I got the burnt to Hilton. pieces at their pool. This, this, this was the place. I mean, I didn't even take my own advice, which is, and you're in the middle of the desert. Mm. And if you're in the middle of the desert, then you've got to put sun cream on because you get burnt. Very easy. And I was diving into the pool like a gazelle, sinking like the proverbial breeze block, and then resurfacing, getting out of the water, shaking my head like that, and the water droplets. I looked a bit like Bo Derrick, actually, if you, you know, just doing that like that. You sound and more like Lenny the Lion. Yes. <laughs> I looked a little bit like Muffin <laughs> the Mule, but, I mean, that's another story. And then lying on the sunbed unfortunately each water droplet because you're supposed to dry yourself mm. and then put the sun cream on and i didn't each water droplet uh, unfortunately acted like a little magnifying glass so by the end of the day my legs had bubbled mm, nasty and literally I could, it was like a cartoon i could watch them the flesh moving and so by the time we moved on to los angeles i was in a wheelchair yeah. uh, because i couldn't walk no, very very dangerous and every time you put your clothes on it was like glass Coming Ooh. up your legs. I did it before years ago. I had to do a charity event, and I bought a little sun lamp that you could buy in boots, a little plastic thing. Mm. But the timer had jammed on it, and I fell asleep under it. You're mad. I know. And when I woke up, my legs, my little, <coughs> bless their little hearts, they're not the best things in the world, but at least they're holding me up. And they were red raw, bubbling again, but I couldn't have a bath for a week. I could have a bath, but only my bottom in the bath, because if, I, if my legs touched the water, I'd scream in agony. Is there anything else we're going to talk about your anatomy it's this morning? It's not pretty. I tell, you it's know, really I mean, not. Try and visualise that, ladies and gentlemen. Getting, getting yourself <clears> into the bath without getting the water on your legs. Well, I can tell you that last night, I, I did watch a programme on television last night, and it was the girl from, uh, the, not the Spice Girls, what's, what's the other group? That Girls in, Allowed. Girls Allowed, Nicola. She was presenting. Oh, yeah, she was doing a thing, yes. And she's doing this thing about trying to get kids not to use sunbeds mm. all over the country. She is pale. Well, she's extremely pale. Very pale. But she's good. I tell you what, these girls and this very, very camp boy from Wales who were addicted to sunbed, this girl was so pretty, and they oh. took her and they did an X-ray on her, a kind of a Blu-ray type thing on her face and showed where all the damage... She was having three sunbeds a day. Oh, that's just ludicrous. A three a day. Yeah. I mean, it's outrageous. Never, never three a day. But never, some people do... You don't do need go to, I mean, you've only got to look at poor old Alex Reed, bless his heart. I mean, he looks like he's been dipped in rather cheap toffee. Oh, no, sorry, that was Jordan. <laughs> it's uh, quarter past six. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. Three Labour MPs and three peers who've had their expense... Point three. Actually, I had an email from uh, Mahmood, who says, can you ask your listeners if they found an iPhone 3G last Thursday? Do you know, it's the most commonly lost phone at the moment. He was travelling on a bus and uh, as it, it, when it turned the corner, it fell out of his hand, oh. slid out and disappeared. Of course, he got off at the next bus stop, went back and it had gone, uh, as these things do. And people lose them in the club every week. We saw somebody driving... Where was I? I was going through Richmond. And this person had got it on the roof of the car and we saw them drive off. And as they drove around the corner, oh. the phone went zoom and slid off. And then the next car ran over it. 
Oh, I shouldn't laugh. But they're insured, aren't they? I hope they're insured. Well, I hope, well you have to take out insurance. Yeah, mine's all synced up at home. Yeah, are you synced up what to insurance? No, to, to, so that if I lose it, I can get a new one. Yeah, have you and backed then, up your numbers, though? Yeah, they're yeah. all now in, in my Apple Mac, so yes. I just plug it back in and it syncs up. You've got an Apple Mac? Of course I have an Apple Mac. Oh, have you? Is it easy to use? Oh, it's a piece of cake. Oh, is that? Oh. And I'm not very good on computers. No, I was thinking of buying one, but I, I've got a Dell at the moment. Yeah, Dell's, that's what I use at work. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Is, is, is the Apple easier, or...? Oh, the Apple's a piece of cake. It's is it really? Can you, can you put an invoice in it? Yes, you can. Does it save it? Yes. Right, you can access things on the internet. You can. Oh, right, well, you can well, send emails and receive them. You can send emails, them. unbelievable. You on can the computer. do iTunes. How, how big's yours? What, my, my Apple? I've got yeah. the, uh, a, a MacBook, which is the white one. Oh, right. So it's only a thing. But what I've done is I've got that, which sits at the side of the glass table, and then I've got a 20-inch screen, HD screen. You're so rich, honestly. I'm, I'm not so, rich. I'm so, so a pauper, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> not after 85 million tomorrow. <laughs> you can have them in every room in the house. I could. In fact, somebody's pointed out that when you do win the lottery, Steve, do us all a favour, buy Blackpool. <laughs> yes, and then, and then tear close it down. It, then tear it <laughs> yes. down. He says, turn the entire site into a, into a nature sanctuary. You see, I thought that's what it was at the moment, to be honest with you. With 84 million pounds. 85. Eight, oh, okay. I don't know where you keep getting the 84 from. Well, I'm thinking that you might give me no, one. No, million. no, 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 no. We're not it's, doing any of that. No, no, no. One. Listen, I will be inviting you to a slap up meal at a harvester, though. Oh, how great. Yes, well, well, I'd be. Rather generous <laughs> of me. Corin and Tony says, I wish they'd got a shot of you having a fit of the giggles at the Dorchester. Which reminds me, did you get the CD I sent you? Funny, or, yes, I have got it. I haven't listened to it yet. In fact, it's, it's waiting to be listened to. We're now having a lot of fun listening to your old programmes. I'm getting quite a collection, because if you go to the LBC website hmm. and you learn how to podcast, you can go back to very early Steve Allen shows how early? on LBC. Sorry? How early? 1870. <laughs> I don't know how early, just early. Early Morse code. So, some of them in Braille. <laughs> Braille would be good. Braille and Toby Anstis sent me an email the other day. Mm. He wants me to, because he's playing the Teen Angel in Greece. Oh, right. At the Piccadilly. I'm not sure if it's actually Greece the Musical or Greece the Kebab Shop. I don't know. He's just said he's playing a Teen Angel. And he says, uh, I can comp you tickets Monday to Thursday. Because I can't go Monday to Thursday. I can only go Friday. So he'll have to comp me Friday. He says, uh, probably best towards the end of February. I haven't even started working out the end of February. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous, this. I should expect a car to pick me up, take me to the theatre. I should expect a reclining room, a small <laughs> bottle of Vimto, and perhaps a packet of uh, noisette creams. And then I shall watch the performance. I shall not be coming back to the dressing room afterwards, and I shall be t- expect to be taken home. <laughs> you don't want much, do you? I don't want a lot, Toby. <laughs> you could so just buy a so- ticket. You could sort that out <laughs> for me. <laughs> he says, uh, start of March. Oh, heavens above. March, I become another year older and he deeper just, in debt. He just said that it was best at end of February. Well, he said, though, probably best towards the end of Feb, start of March. Oh, all right, end of February. So I'm a bit March. comped out. So, in other words, I wasn't even a first thought. No. I was an afterthought. You're obviously there when the ticket sales run dry. Exactly. <laughs> it's obviously going into a quiet period, and that's when he's going, would you like to come then? I mean, I'm a little bit miffed by that. You know, oh, because be he's, he's been in it for a little while now. It only runs till the 20th of March for him. So maybe he's like, gone the last night. Oh, no, he's probably comped those out already. I reckon? think I'm just an afterthought. They don't get many to comp, you know. No, they don't. Normally two. they don't, yes. I mean, some shows they don't get any. I know someone that's in Priscilla and is about to go into Wicked, mm. and they only get uh, their, their, their house seats. So yes. They're full price, but, yeah. you know, you get good seats. All right. Well, we do like Wicked. We do like Wicked. We do, very much. We do like that. We like it. There's, um, they've, they've got a picture of the paper today, and it's... I'm, I had to resist, I'm afraid, being terribly cynical about it, because it's got So You Think You Can Dance favourite Tommy Franzen. OK, now, I didn't know... that. I think this is the programme with Cat Dealey with her spindly little legs. Have you ever seen her legs? 
<gasps> yes. They're like matchsticks. She's going out with someone, Cat Dealey. Is she? Oh. Yeah, she's got a boyfriend. Oh. Is she? And he's a very good stock. All right. And I read this last night. Oh, and is I it thought, the vapor? Yeah. All right. Here but anyway, Tom, Tommy Franzen has been hiding a secret heartache. I thought, oh, good for that. How, f- how fantastic. I was so worried, because up until now, nobody's had a secret heartache. It's got a picture of him. How old do you think this, this bloke is? Because I've not seen the program apart from a couple of times. How old is he? Go on, straight off. Fourteen? Fourteen. Twenty-six. No. Seriously, twenty-six. But the good news Still is... in diapers. Well, it, I mean, perhaps he's just particularly small. But anyway, he's, he's nursing a secret heartache. For? Because you need a secret heartache. Unless you've got a secret heartache, nobody's going to watch the show. And the secret no. heartache is, he was orphaned at thirteen. That's the secret heartache. After his dad died and his mum committed suicide. I mean, it's a gift <laughs> from heaven. Nowadays, and he's been, he's kept this heartache, and you think to yourself, this is private. This has got nothing to do with this show at all. No. This, he's 26 now. This is 13 years ago. 13 years ago, they're telling us about it. Well, you it. know what, they love to drag all that oh, up, Oh, it's don't horrible. They? We'll use that, we'll it use that old does for annoy you. me. It's it does appalling. annoy me. But her boyfriend is called Jack Houston. Who oh, is right. the nephew of Angelica Houston oh, right. and the grandson of John Houston, and is, is considered a bona fide Hollywood, you know, top A-lister. All oh, right. And well, the good at- news is that Toss Daly, uh, who's married to Vernon Coy, uh, went out the other night because she has a, a skincare range. Because they all do it, don't they? I'm thinking of bringing one out myself. Called Burger King flavour, you know, just go out there or sort of, you know, kebab, just shove it under your ears or whatever. Makes no difference. But anyway, she uh, she got a, an award, mm-hmm. which includes a skin shimmer to make girls glow. All right. I mean, to be honest with you, given the choice, Estee Lauder, L'Oreal, Tess Daly. You know, I mean, I, I don't kind of see that there's a thing here. She's obviously pitched <clears> at the cheaper end of the market. Because, to be honest with you, are these people, they bring out their perfumes and everything else. It's just, you know... It's awful. It's just brought out by company. They go, can we use you? Because you're on television and people will, will sort of trust you. Mm. Oh, she's put a name to it. That must be nice. Or uh, he's put absolutely, his name to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm thinking be... of bringing out my own cement. <laughs> I, bought, uh, I bought some in the duty-free shop the other day. Well, cement? No, not cement. What do they, they sell there now? cement. You don't want cement. But I like What's vetiver. What's the matter with cement? Why you got it in for cement people? <laughs> builders cement. are really popular. Yeah, they win the lottery. They win the lottery. <laughs> be friendly with builders. Vetiver. By Guerlain. Oh, I've had Vetiver. It's my favourite art. It's the only oh, art show I have. And it's very hard to get. You can get it in Selfridges and stuff, but not locally. Dale's was ho-hang by Balenciaga. <laughs> really? Yeah. He and bought bottles he of it. Balenciaga. Because he heard they were going to stop making it, so he rushed around buying as much as he could. But it goes off. Well, not if you keep it in the dark. What? I'm not sure if he still uses Balenciaga. I can't remember. He bought me some for one Christmas. <laughs> some Isimayaki. Oh, Yeah. And oh, every time was... I put it on, think you know, as you do, I thought, oh, well, where's the Missy Mike? I haven't worn Missy Mikey for years, but I, I wore it because he bought it for me some years ago. And um, and he went, oh, it's Steve, you have to stop wearing that. It's bringing on my asthma. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we went out, he'd be going, oh, I have to have the car windows open. <laughs> we'd sit there with the car, so he'd freeze to death. You know, because you couldn't bear the smell of it. I think that's my friend Stephen's favourite, Issey It's quite a tall bottle, isn't it? Yes, it's quite tall. Yeah, yeah. He, that's his favourite. We used favorite. to use, strangely enough, uh, when you were younger, I mean, Brute, when it first came out, that was the mm. first commercial aftershave for men, and I used to drench myself in it, and frankly, nobody could bear the smell of it. It was horrible. But everyone had it. You got everybody Christmas, had it. soap on a rope, and all the different yes, things. Yes, we had the whole thing. And also, Henry Cooper, splash it all over. Yeah. So we did, and you'd sit on the bus thinking, what is that smell? And you go, oh, it's me. Do you remember 4711? You still get oh, it. Oh, toilet. Oh, yes, toilet. you can, yeah. In fact, even in my, my chemist in Twickenham goods, they sell 4711 mm. because it's, um, 
You, you, it's, it's a toilet very, water. It's a toilet water, mm. but it comes not in... Not for going to toilet. No, not for going to toilet, but it's, it's, it's quite nice, actually. It's lovely, they yeah. They use it in television. Why do they use it in television? Stop you sweating. To stop you sweating. Yeah. And what they do is, all the makeup girls, if, if you sort of get a little bit shiny, they have, um... Uh, Cotton wool? No, um, chamois leathers, mm. which they drench in 7-Eleven, twirl round a few times, and it's ice cold... And they just patch you down with it. It's mm. lovely. It's very good. Little, for, little trick. It's very nice, actually. You know, they, they often use it in those little, you know, little, those little sachets. sachet things. Yeah, it's quite just nice. To moist, wet, wet I like hands. bath cubes. But then I, I went. Um, oh, he says I'm desperate for ho hang. He says I can't find it now. He, <laughs> said, he used up all of the world supply of ho hang by Balenciaga. It was the only one he liked. I'm sure there'll be a fun. And when somewhere. he was in Hampstead, he had he had bot- And I said, "What have you got all that in there for?" He said, "I heard they were going to discontinue it." <laughs> So if anybody knows where you can get Ho Hang by Balenciaga, do let us know. Do you wear a aftershave every day? Yes. Do you? I always wear... Are you wearing some now? Yeah. And can I smell you? I don't really think there's a family oh, program. Smell of it's a family pro... I don't smell a wee. Let me see what it's you a... smell like. Oh, yeah, you do. Hang on. That's quite nice. That's quite a soapy smell. I don't want to go down there. No, thank smell, you. smell down there. No, no, thank you. <laughs> it's uh, it's you... intuition by Estee Lauder. <laughs> is that what it is? Yes. It smells like Life Boy soap. Life Boy. <laughs> I've loved you, Life Boy, for years. Or Lux. Lux. <laughs> Cousins Imperial Leather. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Do you know, I used to like that advert on the television where they go, "We're saving up for a few little extras," yes. and they they had Cousins Imperial Leather, and then the oh, Came, and then the plane did a bank. Oh, then they used to go. Bermuda looks nice. Yes, and then they used to wash off. Didn't and they? And just because plane. they were using the soap, the right soap. <laughs> oh, it's so it was marvellous. In our house, we had Wright's Cold Tar Soap. We had uh, Life Boy, the red one. It was in a double pack. We used to have one in the bath. Red. It was red. Right, red. Red at all. Everybody remembers Life Boy soap was red. Oh, Life Boy. No, not Life Boy. Right's <coughs> Cold Tar. Oh, I remember Right's Cold. That was brown. That was, that was brown. Yeah. We had a very unimaginative bathroom, I'm afraid, when we were younger. Kind of very what colour's your bathroom, Stephen? Well, actually, it's white, but brown. <laughs> and the towels, I've got no idea. Well, they were white, weren't they? You didn't have coloured towels. I remember we the first young. time we had perforated toilet paper. Up until then, it was just newspaper on a spike. It was Jay's. Sorry? I remember Jay's in no, the square. No, it was square. ours, I promise you. Jay, Jay next door didn't have any of that. <laughs> Jay's. Do you remember the... We used to have this um, toilet roll holder, which was behind the door. So when you close the door, and it was made of That's porcelain. Right. Oh, yes. Porcelain with Royal Dalton on it, I think. How lovely. Of course, we just have to cut up newspaper. We wanted to read the paper, just had to bend over. It was so much easier. <laughs> this is LBC 97. May vary. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC. It's 6.30. Dale said I had a contestant on In It To Win It. He said he was drenched in Issy Mayaki. Made me hyperventilate. <laughs> Made him wash it off. <laughs> if you want to go do anything on this show, get rid of the cologne. Exactly. Those things do affect you, though, don't they? And Mick in Canning Tower, well done. He said I won my first, first cage fight earlier. He said the budgie never knew what hit it. <laughs> It's an old one, but it's a goodie. Talking of old ones and, and a goodie. Oh, he is. careful. What? 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 Very what? Careful. <laughs> I wasn't referring to you. Matthew. Whatever. But anyway, uh, you've, you had a winner. Oh, good. You, uh, Pearly Steps. Time. I know. One at 11 to 10. Profit £2.20. Oh, dear. So, no. Well, that's not right, is it's it? Alex gets like it? 28 million to one and oh. I get 11 to 10. I know. Profit. So you're, you're £3.30 now. So I made 20 good. pence, basically. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not great. It's better than losing 20 Well, I've pence. said to him before, it's better than losing. That's true. Matthew's like, he's a bit of a perfectionist. It's got to be worth some food, though. Uh, sadly not today. There isn't any. Oh, hello. No, there isn't any. Well, there isn't me. Any. No, because I was going by your previous few days, so I didn't bring anything in. Oh, that's charming, isn't it? Oh, well, I shall look forward to that on Monday. Yeah, I mean, yeah Monday there'll be, there'll be something. Lovely. I mean, I've got some instant mashed potato. I can offer you a <laughs> porridge. 
you know. Potato porridge. Potato Ooh. porridge. No, I've actually got instant mashed potato, or I can offer you a pot of porridge. Oh, I see. It's an, it an yeah. option. It's an option on that one. So it's a choice of two. I quite like porridge, actually. That's well, fine. actually, strange enough, this is, this is a new M&S, instant porridge. Oh, yeah. And it's either porridge or it's porridge with apple and sultanas. Oh. And you pour some hot water in from our nice machine at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Give it a stir. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Do you want one of those? Yes, please. OK, I'll have one of those later. Now, uh, my selection, says Alex, is at Catterick, but they have an inspection at eight... So I'm giving a substitute, only to be used if the first is a non-runner. Right. So Golden Tiger yesterday lost £2 because it came in third. So he's gone for the two forty-five at Catrick, the snail. Doesn't <laughs> sound very good when you're looking for a winner, does it? I think we've had the snail before. That sounds familiar. Yeah, and his uh, reserve horse is the two twenty at Lingfield, whip away. Right, OK. Whip away, whip away. Not whip crack away. No, not whip crack away, just whip away. Well, as you say, yeah, Catrick uh, has an inspection at eight. They're also running at Bangor, Wolverhampton and at Lingfield. The one fifteen at Lingfield is my choice this morning. Fantasy ride. Fantasy ride. Woo. Mm. Excellent, well done. Cl- oh, Clive says apparently you made £2.20 profit, but he seems convinced that you actually... You, oh, right, yeah. It but is yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. £2.20 you get. Yeah, well, you because, get a stake back, don't you? Yes, so. you only had £1... Ten the other day, if you remember. Yes. So now you've got two pound twenty, no. three pound thirty. He's right. Yeah. So you've got that. Good. So it's I'm only because Clive understands. Virtually about this, rich. He's got his own roulette wheel. You know. Oh, I'd like. Would you John, like? John, you know wheel? all about uh, roulette wheels, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I've seen Do them you? whiz around. Yeah. Rien de la Plus. Did you it? see the one on the television the other day? There was one the other day, Matthew, and they were doing. It was one of these. Um, you know, bet now, and the people mm. yeah, have yeah, funny yeah. names yeah. like they're on CB radio. Yeah. But this roulette wheel was totally automatic. The compressed air went. And push the ball up, and then it span round. Really? And then it went, and I'm thinking, well, that's quite clever, isn't it? That's another it? job gone. That's another job gone. You see, I mean, no mm. more do we have to have a name. You know, it's there, you know, good going on the wheel now. Put your name up here on the board. <laughs> Sorry? Chinese. And uh, <laughs> suddenly we went to Birmingham. I know, I don't know where I went. I can't do Chinese. <laughs> anyway, I have a nice weekend. I will, thank you, and you. And, uh, and let's say, um, um, a porridge coming your way. I'm drooling at the prospect. Oh, you'll love it, I promise you. As long as, as, long as you stir it, it's really, really good. I'll take your word for it. And it's, it's very healthy. <laughs> everything you give me is healthy. Well, not everything. <laughs> anyway, as long as you keep eating the weed killer, we're quite happy. <laughs> Talk to you Monday. Hey, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Matthew Schofield there. Uh, paper reviewer this morning, David Hall, from the Alan Titchmarsh Show. Although, going through the papers today, as I say, it's, it's, there's not really a great deal in them. It's, it's a not... little bit disappointing. And... It's, it's quite interesting about, did you, have you seen the uh, Peter Andre interview? Yes, and, you know, to be quite honest, they then said the other day he had to cancel all his interviews. It was, all she said to him was a fairly straightforward question for any mm. man in the light of, you know, uh, you wanting to adopt... Harvey. Wayne, Wayne, uh, Dwight York's child, Mm. which seems perfectly normal. You know, nobody quizzed him over that one. What would happen if the role were reversed and somebody tried to to adopt your children? Oh, I'd go to court. And then he starts crying. I thought, well, now you can understand how Dwight York feels when you're talking about his boy. Get a grip of yourself, Peter. And then he went, she had to apologise. Oh, for God's sake, get over yourself. The only thing in, in... Just in his defence, and I, I didn't say that she didn't do it. I, I watched all of the interview. I, and thought, I thought she was fine. I thought it was okay. Actually, Absolutely. I quite like her. Okay, Burley. Can't have people right. start worrying about what questions you ask. No. He's only in there to publicise his single and tour. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. 
But, but I'm terribly sorry. He's flogged enough stories about the family over the years. You can't just all of a sudden go, I'm not going to talk about but it. But if you're invited to do an interview about your tour, this is the longest tour in the world, by the way. It's gone on and on and on and on and on. Well, the trouble is there are so many scout hats and phone boxes, aren't there? <laughs> I mean, let's face it, one on every corner. It really is a long tour. But she, I think, I think that... They should have stuck to the tour. Why do they have to bring up all because, of that? But yeah, well, in exactly the same way that if somebody comes in... I remember we had in once, it was Linda Bellingham. Mm-hmm. And she came in to do a, an interview with me about a tour she was doing. But at the same time, there was a story about her and her husband in the paper. And I said to her, I said, I've got to ask you about it. She said, I know, I know, that's all right. As long as you say to somebody, listen, I'm going to ask you about this. They're generally fine. Why Peter Andre? Having said he wanted to adopt another man's child. Yes. You know, which, which, I mean, you can understand Dwight York. And they showed the clip of Dwight York going, he's not going to adopt my son. It's my son. Hmm. And then Peter's going, so, well, it's not up to Peter to decide what happens. You know, he might, he might love him deeply, but it's not his son. Absolutely. And so all she did was then ask a fairly, I would ask the normal question, <laughs> how would you feel, you know, if, if Alex Reed said he'd like to adopt your children? And that's when it all became a bit stupid. And also, in fact, it didn't sink in properly. He's no longer married to the woman anyway. They've been, you know, they're divorced. And so but this is why you get fathers for justice, because they then go, if you have, for example, uh, just supposing uh, Jordan and this thick as a brick husband of hers. I mean, she doesn't exactly pick the best ones. Decide to move to Cyprus, or they decide to move to America. She can do that. And take the children. And take the children. Because she has custody. And that's why Fathers for Justice. You can understand why they get annoyed. I don't see why we have to be involved in it, but I can understand their plight Mm. when you think, you see, that that's your fact. And all of a sudden, somebody is, you know, and then when when Peter Andre says, Harvey calls me dad, you think, well, I'm sure Dwight York is thrilled, love, with hearing that. He doesn't want to hear that from you. And then when she asks this normal question... It all hell breaks loose, and he does his teary thing, and then cancels all his interviews. Get a grip! Yes, God's sake, he's supposed he to be an adult. Sh- he should, but he should Ooh. have just stood up because it wasn't necessary yes. for him to suddenly go into a weepy moment. But I do sometimes think it must. It wasn't. Be, it was just a question. It, the, 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 the previous question that, that she asked was, was, "When did you find out that they'd got married?" Hmm. And he went, "Well, uh, when I got back from doing something in Basildon or whatever, I got back and something in Basildon. He was signing well, like something what? in Basildon. Signing which he said something was wonderful." Well, what in Basildon? <laughs> Some records, I think. Well, whose records? Two people. Two people turned up in Basildon. His mum <laughs> and his brother were there. But the interesting thing about it is, is that that those two who we talked about, she shall who shall not be named, and Alex were had their wedding at the Wynn Hotel in Vegas. And then, you know, what makes me laugh is that you know, if you, if marriage is supposed to be a commitment between two people who are very much in love and want to spend the rest of their lives together. No, 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 no. I'm terribly sorry, you are confusing the sanctity of marriage and Katie Price. And then the paper's quite rightly stuck, because they both sold stories either way. At the end of the day, they come down to, that's all they know. She can't live her life unless she's in the limelight. The moment Alex Reid takes over, which he might... Because he's being filmed for his own documentary. Another one. the private ceremony had two camera crews. Her camera crew... And his. And his camera crew, because he's being filmed for a... And I'm thinking... Who's remotely interested in somebody who is as dim as a plank? I don't understand it. While I was away, I listened well, I to, do. to my iPod. And this was some words that I heard, and I thought they were absolutely amazing. It just sums it up. I want to be rich. I want lots of money. I don't care about clever or funny. I want loads of clothes. I want lots of diamonds. I hear people die while trying to find them. I'll take my clothes off, and it will be shameless, because everyone knows that's how you get famous. I will look at the sun, and I'll look in the mirror. On the right track, I'm on to a winner. 
And that just sums it up, doesn't Whose it? Whose song was that? That's Lily Allen wrote that. That's in a, a song called Fear. And I, you know, you hear these songs all the time, but when you're on, when you're away and you're listening to music intensely, mm. and those words, I thought, you know, I think it's so sad that Jordan, who you know, has, has got, she's got a few, a couple of Nancy boyfriends. <laughs> she's got, you know, who trail around like handbags after her, and then she's got that girl who was in whatever that group was, and you think she must be so lonely because she said. When Alex went in the house, I've given him instructions what he's not allowed to talk about. And I'm thinking, he must be so drippy that he's taking advice from her. But when she came out of the jungle, she which was, was only a few minutes ago... She told him that she'd finished with him. Yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. I need yeah. space. I need space. I and need space. And in fact, space. even little dreary girl who hangs around with her, who was in that group, who's 30 and still trawling around the clubs, which is a bit... Was saying, Alex Reed, get rid of Alex Reed. The moment Alex Reed goes into the Big Brother house, because Katie Price obviously back with him again, she has to change her tune and go, oh, we're seeing another side to Alex. He's really great. I thought, you're so desperate for a friend, love. You'll have to do that, because otherwise Katie Price will kick you out. And when she kicks people out, like she does, you're, you're persona non grata. All this rubbish about Dane Bowers and her getting back together again. Oh, She's so desperately lonely... She's yes. got nothing. This marriage means nothing. What it means is a million-pound deal here, yeah. 50000 there. That's all it means. It comes down to money. It's all about money. I mean, to be honest, by the time it's taken the makeup off, I mean, it's just a bit naff, I'm afraid. Quarter to seven. 57.3. Morning, everybody. Ten to seven is the time. It's Friday. Woohoo! Love Friday. Nick Ferrari with you after the news at seven this morning. Uh, they're talking about the uh, upgrade on the work at the Blackpool... The Blackpool... The Blackwall Tunnel. <laughs> the Blackwall Tunnel. The Blackwall Tunnel. Nearly upon us. Uh, how much travel chaos will that cause London? And on the 21st birthday of Sky News, Nick will be speaking to Sir Trevor MacDonald and asking if rolling news breeds good journalism. Good auto-cue readers, I always thought. I don't know. Gone are the days where... I mean, do people still write their own news or they have a team of people who write it and they, they become auto-cuties? What worries me about it is that breaking news... The words breaking news is used about everything. Yes. So I mean, an eyelash story has you to fall off. I know. I lost an eyelash the other day. It was a breaking, breaking news story. News. I was more than happy to tell people about it. It's shocking. Steve Allen gets bust. <clears throat> breaking news. Now, I know you don't like Doctor Who. Well, I, it's not that I don't like it. I'm just not a fan of Doctor Who. I mean, I watched Even it... Even the new series? Well, no, the, no, I'm not remotely interested in the new series. I watched it years ago and I loved it. When you were a kid? When I was a child. But, I mean, now I'm an adult and I'm not interested in... Daleks and stuff like that. Well, some of the costumes are going under the hammer. Costumes worn by Colin Minogue I thought you and were David Tennant. How rude. I thought you were a swamp man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Cyberman. <laughs> I like um, the Cybermen. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Cybermen. And you like the Daleks, didn't you? I, I, I mean, I do have a big Dalek at home. Well, I say a big Dalek. I'm, I bought two, actually. And it's, it's quite... Quite big, because I keep things in their boxes. Don't ask me why, I just keep things in their so boxes. So how long have you had these Daleks? I've had this one for about a couple of years now. Really? Yeah. But what was it for? I've still got Furbies. But what? what I've still got a talking E.T. phone home with the finger oh, lights up. yeah. I've still got all Furbies of Furbies were the ones that, didn't they, they get a personality? Mine, mine developed flu. Yeah, they get ill and die, don't they? Yes. Mm. Well, it didn't so much die, but I had a cold, and then it picked up the cold, and then it gave it to its friend. <laughs> so I had two of them sneezing away on top of the wardrobe. <laughs> Have you still got them? to bed them? at night. You go, yeah. Do you get them out? I've got about ten in boxes. Do you get them out? Sorry? Do you get them out? No, I don't. Why? Start that. <laughs> I think you ought to. Cheap to get them out one night. They can all I'm sit on the bed with you. I'm not getting them out. Go away, <laughs> horrid man. They can share your Pinot Grigio. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Actually, I went out with my friend Lynn the other day and we went to the Majestic Wine Warehouse. I was a bit embarrassed. They knew her name. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a bad sign. When you walk in, they go, hello, Lynn. <laughs> no, you're in the off And you go, very oh, worrying. they know your name. She did warn me in advance. 
she did. Yeah. But they knew her. Yeah. Everybody knows her. Everybody knows her. Well, they you do know. in the wine shops. <laughs> She's retired. But she could be a wine connoisseur. I think that's one way of describing her. Yes, I don't know. What do you reckon, Lynn? A wine connoisseur. She'll like that. She, oh, I think, I think She'll it's like very that. good. Anyway, these... Uh, We've just got another hairdresser opened in Twickenham. We've got hairdressers everywhere. So have we. We've got but a hairdresser Hill. there, and then next door, a hairdresser. There are, must be eight in Muswell Hill. In our little high street. Is the new growth mart? Is this women's? And men's. Yes. Yeah. And we have, we have charity shops. Charity shops and hairdressers. We've got loads but of But literally, shops. next door to each other. You know, nail bar and hairdressers. And next door... Hairdressers. Or be- we've got also got beauticians. Pamela Stevenson on one corner and another one on another. Why don't they do men's nails? You know, they ladies. Do. No, they don't. You can go in and do men. But you don't want one of those those great long nails, do you? About eight inches long with little diamonds in them. Or do you? You do, don't you? Well, I was sort of thinking, why can't men have false nails? For men who bite their nails, and I'm, I'm a nail biter, why can't we have false nails? You can. Well, I've never seen them they're do not, them in there. They, they, they do the tips. They well, do I've the never whole seen thing. those. Well, go in and well, ask. For men, I'm not asking them. I don't speak <laughs> Thai. <laughs> they might think it's a massage Paul or something. Paul will I, give you a lesson. You go in there and come out and say, would just like to move into this back room and take your clothes <laughs> off? I'm not playing that game. Another massage. I had like... another massage, by the way, after I the $20 hate one. Massages. I had another one. Oh, it was yummy. Oh, I hate them. You kneel onto this seat. Kneel? Oh, <laughs> We're going down a horrible on. route here, ladies and gentlemen. Friday used to be such a nice day, didn't it? I had my clothes on, you'll be pleased to know. Even more bizarre. You did, you did How old is that? Hand down my back. His? <laughs> his? <laughs> wasn't even a woman. No, you want someone that's strong to give you, you a massage. You want to see the Wagnerians round our way. I love the strength. They really hurt you. I mean, they, they pummeled your back. Are you sure you're in a massage <laughs> pub? What are you in? a shopping mall. What's in a dungeon, There were hundreds of people walking around. I've never heard about this before. You keep your clothes on. You keep your clothes on. You're kneeling in front of kneel, them. You kneel on a very comfortable chair, mm. so you face forward, and you put your face into a hole. We just go. Enough already. Call the police. Somebody get the police round. Okay, I'm not working with this ever again. It's got a cloth on it. Oh my god, it gets even worse. So you can breathe. I don't want to know. And then they do pressure on all your neck. And don't. Your... <gasps> I, f- I feel oh, an asthma attack coming. I'd on. like one living in. Yes. I'm if sure you, you win would. that money tonight, the eighty-four. If I win million. that money, I'm getting as far away from you as possible. <laughs> you Let can me buy me a massage you. every week. I'm going nowhere near you. I anyway, feel... Camilla's in the paper. She is indeed because she went up to Coronation Street. And pulled a pint. Way That won't be the first thing she's pulled. There was something about a brooch she was wearing. Yes, I think Barbara Knox commented on her uh, on her brooch. Mm. Oh, incidentally, for, for Caroline, uh, the lovely Ray Winston interview has been broadcast. You'll have to go and podcast it. You go to lbc.co.uk. You can podcast back years. Years? years. It go, I forget how many years they, they go back, all the interviews and things like that. So this weekend, it's Sean Williamson. Ex of EastEnders. Remember, play Barry. Oh, yeah. Only went in for a short while. Really good, really nice. Yeah, so, uh, that'll we like be, Barry. Yes. Do, do please join us on Sunday morning. I don't like to beg, but, uh, you know, I think it's necessary in this day and age. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Alex Reed signed a prenup. I don't know, actually. Well, I'm, sure he, I'm sure something was thrust way, under She's him. always managed to protect it. Yeah, sign there, love. Now move up, push up the aisle. We've got cameras You'd waiting. you think, though, she'd have sort of, you know, she'd sort of go out and just have a nice time. You know, enjoy some of the money as opposed to being Well, how about being staying at home with the kids and putting mm. your feet up and just watching Coronation Street or because something? Because she's addicted to publicity. She could just stay home. She's got she a lovely house. She's got swimming pools and, right, like and people and everything else. A little bit just... cheap footballers' wives, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, we have to go. It's a shame.
Sorry? But the brooch, we were talking about, about uh, Camilla's brooch, mm. it was actually um, a flying duck's brooch. Oh, right, at, from Hilda Ogden. From, like, Hilda Ogden had on her walls. Do you remember that one? She had yes. a mural, didn't she? A mural. Loved it. Loved it. Sadly, got to go. John, thank you. Pleasure. You'll never appear on this programme ever again, OK? Thank God Pack your bags, get out of the building before the police arrive. <laughs> OK, simple as that. Listen, I'm back with you all Sunday morning. For Inco- it's very good, this, but I might go home and listen to it one day. I'm really quite excited by it. Some days it's very funny. Other days not so funny, but, you know, it swings and roundabouts. Not this morning, because it's Nick Ferrari and he doesn't do swings and roundabouts. But he will be here after the news at 7, which is good news. Have a nice weekend. It's going to be a bit damp this morning, and then it will, uh, then it will get a little bit better by this afternoon. So I'll fill in on all the details. So Nick with you. At seven, but here's today's business update with Matthew Schofield. Thanks, Steve. British Airways is expected to report another set of record